Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, letting you know about a show I have August 11th. It's in the back room at the Paps Theater. I'm debuting my documentary, Hail Yourself, America. So come on out to that show. Doors are seven, shows at eight. It's only 15 bucks. It's going to be an absolute blast. So come on out and have a fun evening with me and the documentary. All right, everyone, thanks so much. Hail yourselves. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Fool me, can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? This is Ben Kissel, and I'm joined by Marcus Parks. Hello. Hello, Marcus. How are you? I'm great. I'm here in the great state of Iowa, along with you. I absolutely. We are traveling. We're on our little Midwest tour. Thanks, everyone, to came, who came out to the show in beautiful St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, everyone was unbelievable, and that the crowd was just incredible. Yeah, so they really were. Yeah, so thank you all so much for coming out to that. And right now, we are in Des Moines, Iowa. We're about 10 minutes away from the Iowa State Fair which is full of amazing fun treats, mm-hmm. uh, both edible, where you can eat your pork, uh-huh. and political, where you get to see people spitting a bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> They're saying a lot of things. And pig call competitions. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I wish we could go to a pig call competition. Oh, man, I'd love it so much. <laughs> but yeah, if you really want to waste an afternoon, just go search pig call competitions on YouTube. They are delightful it is it is wonderful yeah but right now this actually as we're speaking uh here in this hotel room marianne williamson is not but 10 minutes away on the stage of uh the des moines register soapbox which every single candidate apparently goes and speaks for about 20 minutes over the course of the 10 days of the fair of course it is funny because iowa gets a lot of significance around primary time february 3rd that'll be super tuesday uh they're joined by 19 other states it's a time-honored tradition where candidates go and speak to the everyman, mm. the working man, the middle-class uh, person. That in happens the, to just live in Iowa. That happens <laughs> to live in Iowa and loves going to the fair. <laughs> yes, and decides the fate of the rest of the country. Yes. Of course. Um, but of course, this is also important because it can derail a political campaign, as we saw in 2012 when it comes to Mitt Romney. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to see a fish out of water, you don't got to go to SeaWorld. <laughs> you just have to watch Mitt Romney, a multimillionaire businessman, try to relate to a farmer. It's really exciting. But of course, that's where Mitt dropped a, a horrible line when he was talking about corporations and uh, equating them to being people. Mm-hmm. A lot of people thought that made him seem, um, it didn't humanize him in the best possible way. No. 
specifically being somebody who worked for Bain Capital, which, of course, was a company that put a lot of people out of work. It sort of uh, hit home the idea that he was disconnected and out of touch with the everyday American. So it does matter. And what is said at the Iowa State Fair, obviously now with technology, Mm -hmm. it goes around the world. So it can do some good. And I guess we'll have to wait and see uh, what uh, what the candidates had to say. And I believe tomorrow we're going to have Jay Inslee is going to be there. Mm -hmm. Uh, That'll be Saturday. And they even gave Bill Weld a spot. Of course, (laughs) you might not know Bill Weld. He ran as the Libertarian candidate along with Gare Bear Johnson in 2016. But he is technically trying to primary Donald Trump Mm -hmm. (laughs) within the Republican Party. He has that coveted Sunday 11.30 a.m. spot. Yeah, he's going to get all those atheist Republicans that live in Iowa. <laughs> well, Joe Biden, he's already done his speech. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was like it was a classic Biden speech, you know, with uh, the obligatory gaffe. I think he yeah. said I think he said in over the last few years, we've chosen truth, not facts. Hey, that's great. <laughs> Why and he not? Had, and he had his gaffe yesterday as well. He seemed to be confronting a lot of uh, Trump supporters, though. He did confront the man very well that works for Breitbart News when they jammed a camera in his face. Uh, And he did double down on the criticism of Donald Trump being a white supremacist. That's Mm -hmm. sort of being uh, talked about much more openly now. Because I think even in like 2016, 2017, if you said that on national television, there still was a little bit of a pushback. Yeah, you get laughed out of the room, you know, right. even even after Charlotte, because there were some people trying to push that narrative in uh, after Charlottesville, right. but after it became extremely obvious that that was the truth, but still right. in the mainstream media, people just didn't want to hear it. And I don't think they want the country to believe it, because no. if they do, then we have to know that we have a white supremacist in office, (laughs) or at least someone uh, that caters to that part of the Republican Party. So that's not a great look for the nation as a whole. Yeah, I mean, when when you say like white supremacist, a white supremacist, by definition, a white supremacist is is someone who believes that white people are superior. And Donald Trump obviously believes that white people are superior to every single other race, making him a white supremacist. So... And especially now in the context of what we saw specifically in El Paso uh, regarding the shooting there, it was absolutely horrible. The shooter was praised by a lot of famous members of the alt-right, a lot of famous anti-Semites. There's a fellow named Kevin McDonald who is an extremely successful, I suppose, yeah, that's he's just a very successful racist uh, in that little world. Uh, This is what he had to write regarding the manifesto he says quote agree with the shooter that the dem see immigration as a path to permanent power and that pro-business elements in the gop are cooperating he goes on to say this won't be the last bit of violence from people concerned about the great replacement political elites are playing a very dangerous game so that's kevin mcdonald an anti-semite a total bigot and a total piece of shit but he talks about the great replacement mm-hmm. and that seems to be something that members that are you know subscribing to Uh, white nationalism and white supremacy that seems to be their big issue is the great replacement well it's it seems like which obviously is a myth yeah of course now it it seems like that sort of movement started over in europe i mean that was anders brevik's whole right you know like all the sort of domestic terrorism that's you know based around white people 
that's been going on in Europe for years, you know, it's coming over here now. It is now officially here. Like that rhetoric that, I mean, didn't start with Anders Breivik, but definitely came to a head with him. Like it's right. it's here now. You know, yes. it's like you've you've got people that are doing like you know Anders Breivik was what a body count of eighty six. I, I mean, believe it was seventy eight something like yeah, that. Horrible. Yeah, El Paso. That was you know twenty people right there, and it's just going to keep going. And of course, those people were targeted because of their race and because. Uh, you know, of the color of their skin and because we live in a such a hyper politicized world where we've been politically fracked in a much more aggressive anti-immigrant way than we've ever seen in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. So we have that happening. And then we also have a situation that occurred with ICE over the weekend. And it all kind of goes in with the same narrative. You know, again, this is why the term is white supremacy is being used so cavalier these days. ICE also just busted into a factory in Mississippi. They arrested 600 people. Mm. Uh, they detained 600 people. Um, obviously, some will just be deported right away. Uh, they said that they are going to, you know, take anyone who is actually has a criminal record. They're going to throw the book at them. And this now makes ICE, now ICE officially has 53,000 people in their custody. They got an extra 2.5 million uh, when it came to the spending bill that was passed in June. So they are doing fairly well financially. And with this administration, they have carte blanche to go in and destroy 600 lives as they are doing what you're supposed to do in this country, which is work. And for all those people who say those are 600 jobs that, sh that could be taken by Americans, let's see. Yeah. Let's see how many how of many those factory jobs are taken by Americans. And I don't want to get conspiratorial here. But it seems to me like the workers are no longer needed in a lot of these factories. So they're just kind of being able to be thrown away politically and being deported. And it's just going to lead to a further rise in automation. Of course. And as far as the uh, ICE raids go, you know, related to uh, the issue of children. Uh, so those sad. those workers, a lot of those workers, you know, they were they had dropped off their kids for the first day of school that day. Right. Uh, and those kids came home to nobody. You know, those kids Which came sounds home like to a really, doors. Yeah, it sounds like a really fun movie if, like, you know, they're just like, no parents weekend. <laughs> yeah. No, they but, were terrified. Uh, they, yeah. They were absolutely, they were terrified and yes. they were lost. And, you know, the, you had kids, you know, just hanging out in front of a locked door all night long because right. their parents were gone. And, of course, it's totally counterproductive when we think about, you know, the only people that should be arrested are people who are dangerous to society. That's the that's the number one goal of law enforcement is to keep us safe. Yeah, that's the number one goal of ICE. If you're not keeping us safe, then don't do whatever you're doing. And these people certainly were not the uh, rapists and the murderers and the drug dealers that Donald Trump wants to paint them out as. They happen to be people who actually got jobs in this country. They paid taxes in this country. Mm -hmm. They were, for all intents and purposes, active citizens in this country who should have constitutional rights because even if you're not a citizen you have a constitutional right just if you're in this country it covers the entire nation so this is going to be a case that we're going to continue to follow and just on the heels of what we saw in El Paso I understand perhaps this ice raid it seems as if it was planned for a while mm -hmm. but maybe you was, call yeah. maybe you call a bit of a uh, of an audible yeah. And just say this isn't the best time as our country continues to grieve another mass shooting. And, of course, we had Dayton as well. But the racial component of El Paso, I think, sort of gave it extra gravity and gave it extra, just gave it that feeling of, 
this this is what Charles Manson wanted. This is <laughs> this is the race war he always dreamed of. I mean, I could even see this administration looking at the ICE raid in a cynical way and saying, "Let's give him something. Let's give all of our uh, supporters who." want immigrants dead, supporters who want immigrants out of this country. Let's give them something. Make sure they don't shoot up another Walmart. Right. I mean, it's you could see, I could absolutely see this administration being that cynical. Yeah, I mean, totally. And, of course, when it comes to the National Rifle Association, it's interesting because their political strength, it, I'm not sure if it's wavering at all. Certainly when it comes to public opinion, the NRA is immensely hated. Yeah. Uh, the polling data is not in their favor. But within the Republican Party, they still do have a stronghold and a stranglehold on the Second Amendment and how they view it to be extremely broad and also doesn't limit. So the idea of limiting any kind of firearm whatsoever is completely off the table. And now we have Donald Trump, who, as he did after Parkland, promising to make some changes. And after Parkland, to be fair... They did regulate bump stocks out of existence. Mm -hmm. That was good. Florida itself did some good things by raising the age to own a gun at, to 21 because, of course, how Nicholas Cruz got the AR-15, it was because he wasn't legally allowed to buy a handgun, but he was legally allowed to buy an AR-15. Yes. And the way that the courts figured this out in some ass-backwards way, just being like, we can't violate his Second Amendment rights. So... Yes, you can't have a handgun because it would be concealed, too easy to conceal. So let's have him get the, a weapon of mass destruction <laughs> instead. So perhaps Donald Trump will move forward in a bipartisan fashion. There are some legislation. There is legislation going forward right now. Uh, will Mitch McConnell ever put it to a vote? No. Will it ever see the floor? No. Yeah, probably not. It will not. No, Mitch McConnell will not do anything because that's not what the Senate is for anymore. The only mm. thing the Senate is for under Mitch McConnell is putting through conservative judges. That's all it is. It is right. a judge factory, and they will not pass any yeah. sort of legislation whatsoever. And they have a lot of judges. Many. I mean, the federal the federal judges now, it is strange to see them filling up mm -hmm. with Donald Trump supporters. He's yeah. changing the entire face of our judiciary which can be and is extremely dangerous. And it'll be that way for, you know, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. I mean, this, the, the uh, consequences of the Trump presidency are not going to end when he leaves office. No, it's I all mean, the judges. He has made his mark on this country, and we're going to be dealing with those consequences for a very long time. So some of the legislation that's being sort of debated is obviously these red flag laws, which I believe 19 states now currently have. And Travis and I have spoken about those on previous episodes. Basically, the red flag laws are if you are if your neighbors say, hey, man, you know, this person is dangerous. If a ex boyfriend or girlfriend is like this person's dangerous, uh, if a family member or if an, an employer or, or a as someone that you work with is like this person's unhinged, then the law enforcement does have the right to go and like grab that person's gun. It has already led to one standoff that ended in a death. Mm -hmm. They tried to take a 61-year-old's gun, and he, they, they took it from his cold, dead hands, literally. <laughs> 
Thanks to Warby Parker for supporting Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. Warby Parker makes high-quality, stylish, and affordable glasses that start at only $95, including prescription lenses. Plus, lenses include anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings, and they now have blue light filtering lenses, and you can feel good about Warby Parker. For every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. My favorite thing about Warby Parker is that they make buying glasses online easy and risk-free with their Home Try-On program. The Home Try-On program allows you to order five pairs of glasses shipped directly to your door where you can try them on in the comfort of your own home and get the thumbs up from friends and family. Keep the frames for five days before sending them back for free using the prepaid return shipping label with no obligation to purchase. And if you've got an iPhone X, you can download the Warby Parker app. On the app, you can use their brand new virtual try-on, allowing you to try on eyeglasses, seeing the realistic color, texture, and size of each style using just your phone. You know, I've been looking for a new pair of prescription sunglasses, and I love that Warby Parker lets me try out my frames at home before I buy. It's so easy to order via their website. Shipping was quick, and being able to test out my new specs from my own home really is the best. I loved all the frames that were sent to me, but my new Raider sunglasses won out. Try Warby Parker out for yourself and see how good you look in their frames. Go to warbyparker.com slash Abe to order your free home try-on kit with free shipping all around. That's warbyparker.com slash Abe. Be sure to type lowercase A-B-E. And if you have an iPhone X, be sure to download the Warby Parker app and try their new virtual try-on, allowing you to try on eyeglasses, seeing the realistic color, texture, and size of each style using just your phone. So that is something that's being proposed but then, of course, you always do have the pushback when it comes to due process because when it comes to red flag laws, which I'm in favor of because I think it's proactive and we have to do something proactive here. Yeah. And Nicholas Cruz should have been flagged. There should have been more flags around him than a go-kart track. Yeah. <laughs> um, the guy in El Paso. Guy in El should Paso. Should have been red so flag. many red flags. Absolutely, because you just look on these websites, 4chan and now 8chan, mm-hmm. uh, which I know no one – I mean, I don't know that much. I know, Marcus, you know a lot more about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the – government do you think that are they are they still so behind because every time we see one of these mass shootings later we it's revealed the manifesto Mm -hmm. do they have anyone looking at 4chan or 8chan now they might uh i mean who knows i mean 8chan isn't up anymore 8chan's 8chan's down yeah 8chan's gone because the 8chan had uh their uh service provider refused to provide service no one's uh, because all these websites have to have hosting services right and hn uh, they're they're o for two i now. remember i remember that GoDaddy ad campaign for hn with danica <laughs> patrick the race car driver yeah she was yeah. dressed all scantily clad and she's like are you an incel do you want to have a racist website come to GoDaddy. yeah uh, I, I don't think there's anybody really uh, monitoring these things, but even that's the but thing. how can even you? if they were monitoring them, like I don't know what they could actually do like, right. because all of these sites are completely anonymous. Right. You don't you don't log in. All you would all a person would need to keep from being traced is getting a VPN on their desktop. It's not that hard to hide where you are on the internet. So they could monitor them, but I don't know what they do with the information. That's interesting. Do you think that we should go to a society that doesn't allow secret it's a secret <laughs> internet? I mean like Siri like when it comes to you have to have your face and you have to have your name. When you make a comment, yeah. like whatever. I mean, maybe we should do something like that. So you can't just be anonymous. So you can't just say all this vile stuff and no one knows where you are or who you are. I mean, it's the same thing when the KKK used to wear hoods mm-hmm. and they were our lawyers and doctors and judges, uh, presidents, you know, 
maybe we just need people because I don't think they would act this way if the, it were if it was not anonymous. I just don't think the internet would be oh. the same way as it is. No, absolutely not. People absolutely would not uh, act this way. I mean, there's been studies done that prove that when people are anonymous, they're more horrible. Right. Uh, and uh, but the thing is about. You know, making sure that everybody on the internet is exactly who they say they are at all times, or at the very least, making sure you know the identity of every single person on right. the internet. Like, that's a sticky situation. I mean, that is, for one, the process of doing something like that. Like, you would have to complete, like, just for example, like Reddit. Right. You would have millions of users that you would have to tear down a huge infrastructure and replace it with someone with your name. Well, you know? why couldn't you just do it where if you want to sign in, like, do you sign into HN? Do, do you sign? Like, is it like. HN, no. So you don't have a username or no, anything like that? Nothing. No, HN, 4chan, you just show up. There's a box that has a, a place for you to enter text. There's a, a button if you want to attach a picture, and then you just press post. That's it. That's it. And then if you're, and if you're on a thread that's already existed, you just press reply, and that's it. And every <sighs> single post gets a certain number. And, okay. you know, there are games that you can play with the numbers, blah, blah, blah. That was blah. where all that Keck stuff came from. Yeah, all, all that kind of trippy yeah, stuff. Yeah, trip, yeah, trips, dubs, all that type right. of stuff. Like, you get, that's, that's where all that stuff comes from. But, no, there, it is truly, uh, truly anonymous. What if we did something where it was like with Reddit? Because on Reddit, you do have to have an account, right? You have to have an account. But it, that's the thing is that the only thing that is attached to the account is an email. And you can, yeah. anybody, I mean, Reddit is just as anonymous as... 4chan or 8chan it just seems like i and i don't know maybe maybe the i'm not sure what like you know what came first you know i'm not sure if this is if the internet is the is the horse carrying the carriage pulling the carriage i don't know but do you think that there is something with these websites and the rise or the acceptance of ideology and then if you just i was talking to a man at the bar about the packers yesterday <laughs> but also about this a pig farmer very nice guy it was fun to meet a pig farmer. I was like, I'm in Minnesota. And I loved every second of it. But do you think that there is something with just um, the rise of, of these message boards and then people just living online? So they get to dehumanize everybody. They really don't see people as people. They don't have a connection with anyone. And then the, when they do go out in public, you have something like El Paso. Well, the difference between places like 8chan and 4chan and Reddit is uh, one thing, moderators. 4chan oh. and 8chan have, I mean, they kind of have mods, but not really. Not in the way that like Reddit has mods. They're not as proactive. Right. Especially like 8chan. Like 4chan is, has more of a mod presence. 8chan has almost no mod presence. And right. that's why 8chan became such a cesspool because 4chan would have moderators because during the whole like Gamergate thing, that's 4chan, right. be like, that was, that was kind of where i believe that's where 8chan grew out of that's because, my understanding too yeah because 4chan came in and deleted some stuff and modded some stuff and then they were like oh so i someone's gonna tell me i can't say something oh. i'm gonna go to a place where i can say anything and everything and that's where 8chan and that's why 8chan has the most hateful stuffs because 8chan doesn't really have moderators so 8chan is full of do. the people that were kicked out of 4chan yeah so that is like because 4chan was not a PC <laughs> no. good play. It was it was not. There's nothing like nice about it. No, it's. I mean, it it earned the reputation of asshole of the internet for a reason. Jeez. I mean, that's what it's been known as since 05. Right. You know, it's like it's a horrible place, and 8chan's even worse. 
and it comes down to moderators and it comes yeah. down to the you know the people that own these websites i mean it's i guess this is more of a libertarian ideal that you know the business owner that it is the responsibility of the it business is, owners though. but it is yeah. yeah i mean it is that is the response i mean if we want to keep a free and open internet then it is the responsibility of the people that own these companies right to make sure that this type of shit doesn't go down and that these types of things that these types of people aren't allowed to be radicalized because that's what hn is hn is a radicalization machine right it's up to us yeah it does seem like this I think we'll get internet legislation before we get gun legislation. And as we're seeing now, there's a lot of scapegoats, mm -hmm. a lot of people blaming anything other than how easy it is to commit mass murder with these extremely simple weapons. Walmart, thank you so thank much you. for taking video game <laughs> displays yeah. down. Not even stopping selling the video games, just taking down displays for violent video games yeah. and displays for movies. That is going to help so much. And thank you, yeah. ESPN, for cutting esports coverage. So stupid. So as to not encourage these shooters. My God. It's, truly, we're living in the age of giants. It's like, <laughs> it, it is unreal. It is unreal. And of course, Walmart continues to be the number one gun, gun seller yeah. in the country. Yeah. Uh, but they're going to get rid of their posters for Division 2, which I'm now on level 30. And so nice. technically, I beat the game. And it's kind of sad. Well, as far as internet legislation goes, I don't think I really don't think we'll have internet legislation as for another 10, 20 years because yeah. it's not going to be until our generation is a majority in the Senate because the old fucks that are in charge of Congress right now, they don't know enough about the internet to right. introduce meaningful legislation. But what would that look like then? I don't know. We don't I know. Mean, yet. I, we, we, I mean, we honestly, really I got my, idea, my idea is you put a name on every post <laughs> and you have to stand up for what you actually said, because I do think. Uh, people would act more appropriately. But you mm -hmm. were telling me about the marketing for this dude. I think it was the El Paso shooter, or maybe it was the Dayton shooter. Can't keep them straight. When it came to the marketing of from the gun company. Oh, yes. The advertisements, because this is something that has to be talked about. And I just thought about it when it comes to Walmart doing away with the signs, uh, <laughs> trying to make video games cool. But the marketing of these guns, and Marcus can speak on this, to me, it seems like these executives need to be perp-walked and put in prison. We need to have what happened with Big Tobacco times a 1,000. We need to have a absolute definitive rule that you cannot market guns the way that they're marketing them. So what was this guy watching? This guy was watching a YouTube video uh, from the company that made the gun that he used in the mass murder. And the company marketed the gun as, I think, a rain of hellfire and metal. Right, uh, well, was, because when you go deer hunting, you always think that you're also in full metal jacket, and you always think I'm going to fucking rain down hellfire yes. on that 30-point buck. No, it is absolutely marketing the gun in a violent manner. Right. It's like marketing it as this is an instrument of death, this is an instrument of destruction, go use it for death and destruction. So you sit there, you consume all of this shit in the comfort of your own home, you don't have any friends, you're an incel, whatever it might be, you consume that advertising, and then you have the ability to get the gun, then you get on these networks. It just seems like it's a perfect storm. Yeah, it really is. But I don't, th I'm, well, I don't think the, I really don't think the gun companies are telling them go out and commit mass shootings. You don't think so, though? When you see something that makes it look, like I got a Nerf gun, yeah. and I was pretty excited about it, but I will say, 
they didn't fire as far as they did in the commercial. <laughs> and the one difference between a real gun commercial is they fire a hell of a lot farther and cause a lot more damage than the commercial can even show. Well, actually, I, I take that back. I think there are some people who run gun co- because these companies are, uh, of course, I mean, they're run by pure sociopaths. Sure. I mean, corporate America is a system that rewards sociopathy. These places are run by sociopaths. And these executives know that every time there's a rash of mass shootings, gun sales skyrocket. Right. They know that. Uh, they absolutely know that. And I'm not sure if the company, I mean, I can't say that the company that made the Hellfire and Death video wanted a mass shooter to buy their weapon, but they sure as hell aren't thinking about that. They sure as hell, like, they're thinking about what is going to sell my gun. What is gonna what is gonna sell the what is gonna ship the most units and they do not give a fuck right about the consequences of their words. I mean their old, actions. Old country buffet or uh or, or golden corral, they know who they're marketing to. <laughs> they know. Yeah. They know they're not gonna get the most fit athletic people through the door. Yeah. These days, a lot of workplaces offer some pretty nice perks. A snack station, 15 flavors of soda water, even insurance. But while it's nice to have a handful of trail mix and some water that tastes faintly of pomplemousse, that's not enough to subsist on. And neither is your workplace life insurance. This is where Policy Genius comes in. Policy Genius is the easy way to shop for life insurance online. In minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers to find the right amount of coverage at the best possible price. The Policy Genius team can look at your workplace life insurance policy and help you decide what else you might need and what you don't. And Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy. They can also help find the right home insurance, auto insurance, and disability insurance. I personally love Policy Genius. They helped me out when I was looking for renter's insurance. And they made what's usually a huge headache into a breeze. They're my go-to guys when it comes to insurance. So remember, workplace life insurance policies are like workplace snacks. Better than nothing, but not quite enough. Head to PolicyGenius.com today and find out how to supplement your workplace life insurance and better protect your family. Policy Genius, it's like a buffet made of life insurance. And what could be more delicious than that? I mean, they have to. The one thing about these, this isn't. This isn't random. These aren't these ad executives, these marketing teams, they have so much money behind knowing exactly who their target is. Yeah. And they have a science behind this. So it isn't just some dude creative in the room being like, this sounds pretty cool, Hellfire and, and Brimstone. Because it does sound pretty cool. Yeah. But this this is hyper specific and hyper targeting. Mm-hmm. So I I haven't heard anyone, anyone talk about legislation that would say I'm sorry, gun companies. You cannot advertise your product like it is a fun play thing. I mean, I was talking to the pig farmer yesterday, and I, I do love him. I do I hope love this pig farmer's <laughs> listening right now because he's getting a lot of fucking airtime. Honestly, I love the pig farmer. 37 years old. He's got two kids. Really upset with the Donald Trump tariffs. Totally hurting their business. Yeah. Completely devastating. The pig farmer is. The pig farm. But, which is a great profession, although he did not seem to love it. <laughs> but it is what it is. Thank you for doing what you do. But we were talking about, I grew up in Wisconsin. Obviously, Marcus, Texas. We had gun safety. Yeah. We used to treat guns with like, they were very, they, I don't want to say special. But we knew the strength of them. Mm-hmm. Gun safety was like, you, you learn how to point the gun. You learn not to be a jackass with the gun. And, you know, we used to have hunters that used to come to our school all the time. I mean, my my peers during hunting season, we had tons of guns in our school. Mm-hmm. We used, I mean, after Columbine, I was talking to my friend about this the other day. Uh, she's uh, from from the 
West Coast. And I was like, yeah, Columbine, after Columbine, no one could bring guns to school anymore. And she's like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, no, in small rural towns, yeah. people used to bring guns all the time. Well, not into the classroom. No, not that, into the I classroom. Mean, they would leave it in their, their truck. Car. Yeah, they, they, you'd but look out. Were, but what I'm saying is there were no mass shootings that other, I mean, obviously Columbine. Obviously but Columbine. But before that, what what changed? What changed as far as what the kids are willing to do? Yeah, I mean, what? How did? Because we had just as many guns. Yeah, we had more guns in the parking lot in schools in the '90s. Something it is like there's something just psychotic permeating through our culture right now that is so hard to yeah. to put your finger on. Yeah, and it, I mean, it started back then, but also you know the the guns that were out in the uh, parking lot those were hunting rifles. Those yes. are shotguns. Th- those weren't Tech Nines. Those weren't the types of guns that are being used now. Those weren't handguns. Kids didn't have handguns right. in their cars. They had hunting rifles. They had, But that's the thing is that a kid that's a hunter is not necessarily going to be the same type of kid that's going to shoot up a school. No, definitely you know, it's not. A different, it's a different profile completely. Absolutely. And again, maybe this is what's so difficult. If we are going to have a country, this is, my, this is a controversial thought, but if we are going to have a nation that is filled with guns. We have around 200 million guns in this country. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should just teach gun safety in every public school in this country. I I mean, I I don't know what else to do because we're not getting these guns off the street. I mean, again, Florida made some proactive changes, but maybe we just need to have a class. We need a class on how to do taxes, a class on how to pay rent. Mm -hmm. We need to actually teach kids how to live a life, but maybe we should just have a class being like, this is how you handle a gun. This is how you respect what it can do. And just teach kids that this is not a game. I don't think that would help. I, I think it would just teach more kids how to use guns. Much like the D.A.R.E. program, <laughs> which taught us all how to use drugs. Yeah, that So could now be. I know that there's weed around. <laughs> oh, man, I want to try some of that yeah. stuff. Man, I, I remember that smell. But I do wonder <laughs> if education could just be the answer. I mean, I'm just going back to thinking about hunter safety. Yeah. And mo- I don't think that Nicholas Cruz was a hunter. I don't think these assholes that shot up, uh, you know, over, these past, uh, over this past weekend, El Paso and Dayton, I don't think they're hunters. Yeah, I don't think they are. So I don't think they went to the classes. I've never seen, you know, I've been around a fair amount of AR-15s, like going back to Texas. Because honestly, like when I was growing up, even before I moved to New York City in like 2006, AR-15s were not common at all. Like I did not see these high powered assault rifles just floating around. But when I went, started going, you know, of course, I go back home a couple times a year. Right. Like I started seeing more and more and more and they're just more and more prevalent. And I have never once seen an AR-15 used for hunting. People use them to fuck around. They yes. use them. They go out. They set up a couple of targets and they unload. And it's really fucking fun. I'm I've sure. said that. I've said that on the show before. Yeah. Like an AR-15 is super fun to shoot, but people really don't use them for hunting. Like it's. Well, yes. I mean, you I'm know, sure you, there's you a, you there's going to be 500 people listening right now that going like I use my AR-15. Well, and, and that's sure fine. Do, but but why not? For the most just, part, most people don't. We should just have. We could also do a thing with gun ranges where you just you don't. Take the gun out of the gun range, and you get to shoot your AR-15. Yeah, that could also work. That could also work. There's a and lot of things. People but- were hunting many years without AR-15s. You can hunt. We used to kill dinosaurs with our bare hands, <laughs> nude. Back, me and Jesus used to kill dinosaurs together. I would put their tail in my butt cheeks, and I could snap <laughs> that tail because my ter- my tuchus was so strong yeah, from we, all the working out. We don't need AR-15s. But we it, just do not need them. It is interesting because you mentioned that, and a lot of people 
are saying, and they have said this for a long time, can't legislate your way out of this problem, which I would push back a little bit. If you look at what happened in 94 with the semi-assault rifle ban, that is probably why you didn't see as many AR-15s. Once Bush and the Republicans allowed that to lapse, then next thing you know, it's free game again. It's all on. The floodgates have opened. Let's flood the market with our product. In this case, it is guns. So you can. We have seen rational gun legislation that was relatively bipartisan in the 90s. Mm-hmm. It was Ronald Reagan was, was uh, in favor of a semi-assault rifle ban. This was not considered crazy until maybe 10, 15 years ago yeah. when the NRA really got their claws in. And you can see that you can legislate your way out of this because states that have stricter gun laws have less gun deaths. I mean, and A to B. I it, mean, it's very easy. It is difficult, obviously, because when you, if you are a state that has stricter gun laws, the state ne- right next door might not. Yeah. And, you know, so these no, guns. And that's, well, that's exactly know. the point. You know, like, like that's exactly what it is. That oh, What was that? The guy in uh, the Gilroy guy, didn't he go to Nevada? The guy uh, in, who shut up the, uh, yeah, the, what was guy, the, the garlic, the garlic festi- festival. Yeah, I think he went to Nevada to get his gun. Right. You know? So, yeah, there you go. Case in point. Uh, we need federal gun le- legislation. Yep. We just need it. Absolutely. We have to have it. And we've seen it work, and it's not invading on your Second Amendment rights because we have, you know, we have, you have to have a driver's license to drive. You have to, we have so many things. Uh, you can't yell fire in a theater or whatever. We, we have so many different amendments or we have so, we have tweaked the Constitution in a way that may, I mean, I believe it's a living document. Mm-hmm. Me too. You know, of course. Because times change and the Constitution has to sort of not, not break but bend mm-hmm. a little bit. And I think the Second Amendment is something that has been bastardized and abused and used by these people who try to pretend as if they're pro-Constitution, but then they seem to forget the Sixth Amendment illegal search and seizure Mm -hmm. you know they seem to forget a lot of other constitutional amendments that are about protecting our freedoms and our abilities to live a life not under oppression of a police state as we now are in iowa the place one of the states that has the pilot drone program going on right now Mm -hmm. there's drones over wisconsin iowa minnesota um, and I believe Michigan, it's a pilot program that is taking place by the federal government to work on a monitoring state. Yeah. But they don't seem to have a problem with that total violation of the Sixth Amendment. So when people just say pro-Constitution, Second Amendment, you, you really do have to wonder if they are simply speaking for political gain and simply speaking for monetary gain. Mm-hmm. There's no other rational reason why they have the... Uh, the opinion on their Second Amendment. Uh, I think it's it's definitely monetary gain, and it, it is, and it's also. Uh, I think they just don't like being told you can't do that. Yeah, and I get that. I totally understand that. But your freedom to have a gun does not outweigh everyone else's freedom to survive till tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. Um, all right, everyone. Well, let's just just lastly here. This is a good story. Uh, Sintonia Brown, she was 16 years old when she murdered a John. She was picked up for sex by a man, and she murdered him. She said that she was scared for her life. Evidently, he leaned over in the bed. She thought he was going to grab a handgun. She grabbed a handgun, and she shot him. She was sentenced to life in prison for murder. Mm. Of course, this was a 16-year-old girl. Uh, who was, for all intents and purposes, that is statutory rape. That, that, for all, that is statutory rape. Yes. She is a victim of circumstance and a victim of this man, quite frankly. 
So she just got released from prison after 15 years. Mm. Her case got a lot of national attention. This was obviously like a lot of celebrities. You know, I think Kim Kardashian and all those people are all about it, which is great. Good for them. I actually think Kim Kardashian is doing a lot of good things when it comes to criminal justice. You know, she's putting an eye on it. And Donald Trump does seem to respond. I mean, he did free Aesop Rocky. Let's not forget out of Sweden. (laughs) Yeah, he did jeopardize uh, relations with an entire country for that. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So this is then Governor Bill Haslam. He took the unusual step of granting Brown clemency for what he called a tragic and complex case. There was a PBS documentary. There was just a lot of attention brought to this. And we have to remember Not everyone, the vast majority of people in prison don't have documentaries made about them. Uh, They don't have celebrity endorsements. They don't have celebrity support. When we covered West Memphis 3, obviously, uh, it was a 20-year process. But without Pearl Jam, without, you know, all of these concerts that are being done in the name of those three innocent children, they would not have been out. So for every Centonia Brown, and we should celebrate she got out, that's wonderful. But for every Centonia Brown, there are hundreds and thousands and thousands of people who are in a similar situation, who were sentenced to life before they were even the age of 18, which I do not think should be legal. And we're, we're, I am optimistic mm-hmm. with the First Step Act. There are some good things happening with criminal justice reform. And on the flip side of that, there are some good things happening when it comes to criminal prosecution of these people like Jeffrey Epstein. Yes. So we're seeing some good things happen. It's taking a long, long time. And so when we think about Centoya Brown, uh, that's wonderful that she is released. But we also have to think about everyone else who is behind bars for com- for equally complex and tragic circumstances. Absolutely. So anyway, all right, everyone. It was a bit, well, it was kind of a downer episode a little bit. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. It's, it's, been a, it's been a bit of a downer week for yeah. America. It's not been, this is not in our top 10. No, this is not our top 10. In America. No, no. this has been... This has been a, a bad one. And, of course, Joe Biden is just further proving himself to be just a gaff machine you know, uh, with his uh, comments yesterday. Uh, what what was that again? Was I that, don't remember. Yeah, something I'm, about like, you know, but I think it was that uh, poor students are just as smart as white students. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then he yeah, backtracked you know, on that I am, real fast. I am doing a thing, Marcus, called putting my positive cap on. <laughs> and I am just not totally taking shits on massive amounts of Democrats at this I'm point. Tr- I'm because in a not- binary choice, I will be wearing my of Biden course. 2020 shirt. And I will be like, <laughs> I, I love the bald man. I love him. Um, I know, I know. But, like I'm not shitting on him. It was a, I mean, he was. It was a gaff and all that. But that's Joe Biden. That is and Joe that's Biden. What and that's what we're going to be looking forward to. And that's the thing is that Donald Trump is going to tear him apart with those gaffes. Yeah, but Donald, Donald Trump is a gaff man himself. He no, just doesn't apologize for anything. Exactly. Like he doesn't apologize for it. He is a master at taking what he does. And making everybody else look bad for it. He's just a... He, he's he, a Republican. He's a master of deflection. That's what yes, they do. it is. Uh, he and just, whatever he calls you, it is tenfold on him. That is who he's, he's speaking about himself. Yeah. Isn't that the thing? Yeah. Elizabeth Warren, she's doing well. She's currently number two in the Quinnipiac poll, which is a pretty significant gain for her. She continues to make strides. I think she's taking the left wing of the Democratic Party in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I think Bernie Sanders is on his way out. I think Elizabeth Warren will see if this ground game in Iowa, the state that we're currently in, will see if it pays off. Because, again, if 
February 3rd, she can win California. She could win New Hampshire. She could win Iowa. She could have a hell of a day. Yeah. So who knows? We'll wait until the votes are cast. But um, yeah, I mean, in a binary choice, we got to We got to We got to move on from all this. We got to move on from this. Uh, we can't have any more division. I know there's a, I mean, it's not division, it's a, but it is a looking at, you know, what the American people want. No, the American absolutely. people want. No, they they, they want, do. They've moved on. They have moved on yes. from Biden and Hillary and Obama and well, Obama's still very popular, but they've moved on from Biden and Hillary and centrist do nothing Democrats. Like as Joe Biden uh, is talking about the filibuster, you know, Joe, I was reading a, a great article earlier today about Joe Biden's misplaced faith in the Senate. And Joe Biden's romanticism towards the Senate, where it just doesn't exist anymore. Get right. rid of the filibuster. Get, you know, revamp the Senate. We need something new. It's not working anymore. Well, at the very least, if we're going to do the filibuster, it should be a 60-vote filibuster. Yeah. This 51 vote is just nonsense. It, yeah. it really does derail everything. And, of course, with Biden, the same way we held Hillary's foot to the fire. when, And she, would, she didn't even vote for the freaking crime bills. She just pushed them forward. But he actually voted in the Iraq war and the whole thing. But... Yeah. Again, you know, we shall see what happens. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. We're excited to see you all on the road. We shall see you in uh, Iowa tonight and Milwaukee tomorrow, August 10th. And then also August 11th, I got my documentary debuting in Milwaukee in the back room at the Paps Theater. It's going to be a hoot. So come out and hang out and we'll have some beers and some good times. Yeah. Okay, buddy. I love you, Marcus. Love you, man. All right, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Hail yourselves. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 